You're listening to the Box Office Party. Welcome back to your Box Office Party, your weekly source of cinema's newest releases, box office estimates, trivia, and a whole lot of action. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My name is the Box Office Geek. I'm Hammy. And I'm Angel Cake. One of the year's biggest and most anticipated releases is about to drop some thunder on everybody, but first, Hammy's going to let us know about the latest movie news. All right, guys, I'm sure we'll talk about Minions at the box office a little later, but we're going to talk a little bit about it now, specifically about gentle Minions. I don't know if you guys heard this, but it was a trend. So, like, thousands and thousands of teenage boys across the country dressed up in their, like, Sunday best to go see the movie, uh, like, opening night and, and all throughout the weekend, and they would, you know, kind of almost like a uh, Rocky Horror type thing, and they would all, you know... What you call it? Gave it a standing ovation at the end and that kind of thing. Uh, so it was a generational display of irony, I guess is the best way to put it. How do you feel about that? You like it? You hate it? And do you think it really affected the box office, Drew? I, you know what? I like it. If they're going to show up dressed really nicely and help out the box office and the economy, I say go ahead. I mean, it's not like hurting. If As long as they're not hurting anybody or affecting anybody who's really there to enjoy the movie like as long as they're not talking through it or uh being disruptive then i'm fine with it like who cares if they give a standing ovation some extra money to a movie that they probably wouldn't have seen otherwise uh i do think that this could have affected the box office i mean it made so much money this past weekend and i can only imagine that this helped bump up being a viral sensation i thought uh morbius being as memefied as it was that that would have gotten more money than it did, but sadly it did not. So, but yeah, I do think it affected it, and I don't hate it, but I'm not a huge fan of it if it if they were being disruptive. Geek, yeah, where's all the gentle Morbiuses? <laughs> <laughs> gentle Morbs. Um, I heard the opposite. I heard that showings were being canceled because of these jerks. I haven't and that heard they were that. just being disrupt. Yeah, I heard they were being disruptive, and heard they were like ruining the movies for people. So like. That's what I heard. So, I that's what I, I was getting ready to talk about that. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought this was about. So, if that's the case, you guys know I hate when people talk during a movie. I hate that. So, if you're intentionally going to the movie to do that, you are not Tom Servo and Crow. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. This post-pandemic world of the movie theater, everybody thinks they can talk now. Because for... A, a year and a half or two years they were so used to being able to talk on their couch it's worse than ever now and it makes me not want to go to the movies it drives me nuts that's why i only exclusively will now be going to thursday shows because th- those are the best audiences thursday preview shows in fact i'm gonna go see thor tomorrow so this is a clearly a sensitive topic for me <laughs> well dang you put a damper on mine i was i was already to say that you know i'm i teach high school and i'm around these age kids like all the time and the biggest complaint I have is that they're apathetic. So I kind of like the fact that they there was something creative that they did, and I thought it was I thought it was kind of cute. But if they were talking throughout all the movies, then I rescind that. Uh, but I absolutely think it affected the box office. I think it gave it a huge bump. Like I don't know how to quantify it in millions, but I would say several. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So Transformers is returning to the screen for its fifteenth anniversary. And I Know What You Did Last Summer and Dirty Dancing are getting Blu-ray releases for their 25th and 35th anniversaries. No commentary here. I just want to list. Give me a movie recommendation from 15, 25, and 35 years ago, Geek. 
G.I. Joe the movie. The animated movie, not the live-action one. Because, fun story, so in the original Transformers movie, the cartoon one, Optimus Prime straight up dies. Yeah, I remember that. And when kids saw that, they had such a strong and negative reaction to it that, like, everybody was complaining. Parents were complaining, like, nobody expected to go see, like, the main character. That's like going to see He-Man die. All right, that, like, that's, that's, like, and don't tell me that that's happened. I will cry. Um, so they had to pivot on the G.I. Joe animated movie. Duke was supposed to die in the animated movie. And they changed the dialogue. It was already it was already animated and all that. They changed the dialogue so that he just gets hurt really badly. We've talked about this on the show before. On the previous show. We have, yeah. And then the, what happens later is like when they win, they just dub some guy in saying, Hey, Duke's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so not only do I want the re-release of the G.I. Joe animated movie, I want the real movie where Duke straight up dies just like Optimus Prime. And they brought back Optimus Prime in the cartoon. They they reanimated him, no pun intended. But he was like evil because of the. It was kind of like zombie, but he was good. They got him back. Well, man, you just did not follow directions there, but that's okay, Drew. <laughs> so for my fifteen, I'm gonna. You know what? For my joke answer, I'm gonna go with two superhero movies that I think played a huge impact on my upbringing, and that's gonna be Spider-Man three. For the 15-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go with Batman and Robin for the 25th uh, anniversary. Um, both I watched a ton uh, growing up. No, but for real, I would say Hot Fuzz for the 15-year anniversary. And for the 25-year anniversary, I would have to say either Titanic or Boogie Nights as we were talking. Or Face Off. Face Off was another one. Also, my yeah. best friend's wedding. Man, 25 years. That was a great year in cinema 25 years ago. <laughs> I had uh, There Will Be Blood for 15, which is kind of a gimme, uh, Jackie Brown for 25, and The Untouchables for 35, even though I would have picked Dirty Dancing, because, but that's part of the question. All right, next up, Cameron Diaz is ending her four-year retirement from acting, and also in news, Cameron Diaz retired for four years. Uh, anyway, she is starring in a <laughs> Netflix action comedy alongside Jamie Foxx. Drew, what is your favorite Cameron Diaz movie? So when I saw this on the sheet, I was going, do people have a Cameron Diaz movie that they just have like on the ready as their favorite? Uh, but when looking at her movie list, she's actually been in some decent movies. Um, I would have to say Shrek uh, growing up was huge. I think that one's a big one, as well as uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, as I just mentioned. I really like that movie, especially like growing up and then going back to rewatch it as an adult. I really enjoy that movie. Geek, I think she's been in a lot of great movies. Geek, I think there's a 50% chance you take the movie I'm going to pick. Okay, so number five, uh, okay. Shrek 1. Okay. Number four, Gangs of New York. Number three, The Mask. Number two, Being John Malkovich? Shrek, uh. Shrek 2. What's my number one pick, Amy? I thought it was Malkovich. No, there's something about Mary. Oh, you do love that movie. I, I forgot. Do. I thought you were going to pick Shrek 2, which is my favorite. I love Shrek 2. I let you have it. I do love Shrek 2. Oh, such a good movie. That's like the pinnacle of o that of Toy Story 2. Cinema, and... yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, for more, I guess, uh, nostalgia here, Jason, not James Marsden, will not reprise his role as the voice of the black cat Thackeray Binks in Hocus Pocus 2. I guess this is two, a two-pronged question, actually. I, I wanted to ask you who should be the voice, but then... My second question is, didn't he get turned into a boy? Why is there even a cat left now? Is Maybe that's the problem. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm the one wearing a Hocus Pocus sweater right now, oh, and are, yeah. I can say uh, right now that I don't get what they're doing with Hocus Pocus 2, because at the end, all three witches get blown up, <laughs> or at least two turn to stone, one gets blown up, uh, spoiler alert, and then, yeah, Thackeray Binks turns into a boy slash ghost, and boy gets ghost. reignited with his sister, reunited with his sister, not ignited, but reunited. <laughs> <laughs> the the sisters Sanderson sisters got ignited. Uh, Geek, you can answer either or both. I uh, I assume the ghost ages, and they're gonna cast the same young actor to be that guy. But they were gonna have Jason Marsden still voice him. But if he's not gonna do it because he's working on Goof Troop Three, the movie or whatever, <laughs> yeah. then then just go to the king of all voiceover acting. Just go back to Danny DeVito like we talked about last week. That'd be perfect. I I, I was with you all the way till I, I thought you were going to say John H. John Benjamin instead of Danny DeVito. Oh! Because uh, that's my pick. I changed my answer. And I, I, I kind of <laughs> think of him as the king of voice acting, at least of this generation. I, that's actually a great call. Can, I, wanted, I wanted uh, Jason Statham to be a voice of a cat. I think his brooding... <laughs> Just British accent would be great coming out of a cat's animatronic body. I think we do need a British Binks for sure. Tiny bald cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. We're we're halfway through the calendar year now, and currently the best and worst movies of 2022, according to Metacritic, are The Northman and Blacklight. Poor Liam Neeson. Um, guys, what are the best and worst movies you've seen so far this year? Drew, you've seen a lot. What's the best? Um, so the only movies that I've given A pluses to so far is Everything Everywhere All at Once and The Northman. It, both got A pluses. I got a few A's here, but those are the top A plus movies that I have. And I feel like they're going to stay that way for the rest of the year. Like they'll be at the top of the list no matter what. Uh, F, the only movie I get, oh, I gave two movies F is F's. Uh, two, the both movies was Morbius, who we already talked about, and uh, Death on the Nile. I didn't like either one of those movies this past uh this this earlier this year so those are my two f movies geek so you know you guys know i love top gun maverick but the best movie i've seen this year is easily everything everywhere all at once um in regards to new movies like i've watched some crap older movies this year like i finally forced myself to watch jonah hex because it was the one dc movie i've never seen and I, I, I it, it may as well continue to be. Um, but as far as new movies go, probably Fantastic Beasts 3. And it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, like, god-awful, but literally everything else I've seen has been better. Oh, I do have to say that I do have Top Gun Maverick as an A+. Plus. I, I kind of looked that one over, but I do have that one as an A+, plus as well. So, so, Drew, if you had to pick between those three, which one would you pick? I guess I would pick the one that I've seen. Well, I've seen everything everywhere all at once in theaters twice, too. I was going to be like, oh, I've only seen one of them twice, uh, but I saw Top Gun Maverick twice. Um, You know what? I think I would see Top Gun Maverick. I would say Top Gun Maverick is number one just because of the rewatchability of it. Uh, both yeah. are really, really good, and I love the originality of everything everywhere all at once. But I also feel like if, if I'm not in the right mood, I can kind of tune out of that one or – can take it or leave it whereas top gun maverick i feel is a good vibe and i could just if it comes on like spike or well spike isn't around but paramount plus or paramount whatever i would just watch it if it came on tv yeah. at one point 
Mine is the Northman. I, I did like everything everywhere all at once, but I thought it was a step below the Northman for me. Um, but those are my two top ones right now, but I haven't seen a lot that I've really loved. Uh, I did see Morbius. It's not my bottom one, though. I didn't think Morbius was an F. Um, it actually made me a little bit happier than I thought. I mean, it's a D, but <laughs> it's not an F. Uh, <laughs> I, that senior year movie with Rebel Wilson on Netflix was just gosh awful trash. So that's my lowest one so far. And I, I, I'm a little hesitant to put, like, Netflix movies on there. But Power of the Dog was a Netflix movie. So, I mean, it's fair game. Like, make a good movie. Doesn't matter what streaming service you're on. All right. That's it for the news. All right. Let's recap the weekend. Lightyear left a bunch of food on the table. So the minions came in and just devoured it all up with a fantastic 170 million opening three-day weekend. Something we were absolutely saying would probably happen. So, once again, maybe... Listen to us more. <laughs> we had it at like Not 90, me. but still, yeah. We had it way higher than everybody That's else. That's true, we did. <laughs> then my best friend of the world, Tom Cruise, landed another $25 million for Top Gun with only a 13% drop. Maverick is currently sitting at $570 million domestically. So it's going to clear the $600 million mark by Sunday. And then we're going to see where it may t- top off. It reportedly won't actually hit Paramount Plus, Drew, until late September, which is very smart. Let it have the summer. I don't necessarily think that would have been an issue as this is absolutely a movie that must be seen in theaters. Also, I just, I want it on Paramount Plus because I just, like, just want to have it on the back. I love that movie so much. I'm going to watch it over and over again. Elvis was feeling a little bit lonely tonight. Uh, it dropped 41% on the holiday weekend and had a three day of 18.4, working on making that budget back that we talked about last week. Jurassic World did a similar drop with 39%. Another $16 million, currently at $831 million worldwide, so it needs to keep gas in the tank for that final $170 million to get to a billion. You think you guys think it'll get there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it will. I hope not. I think it'll top off at like eight seventy or something like that. Then my other best friend, Ethan Hawke, he had a 48% drop, which is not horribly terrible for a horror movie, made another $12 million. That's at $76 million worldwide, so it'll have no problem clearing that $100 million mark for Blumhouse. So, yeah, guess the budget. How much money did Jason Blum give to the gang over there at Blackphone? True. I'm going to say oh, I've watched this movie. It doesn't seem like it's awfully high. It never is. But I'm going to say 25 with 15 of it going to Ethan Hawke. <laughs> the Blackphone's not a smartphone, right? It's like a landline. Correct. Okay, yeah, well, then I'll lower landline. it to $22 million. $17 million. Wow. Nice. It's that's a huge success. Still, fifteen of that going to Ethan Hawke. That's right. Yeah, it was a two million dollars. One million to the mask Uh, maker. (laughs) That's what happens when you safely go by the Blumhouse playbook of micro budgeting for a high uh, return on investment. It's just that's what Blum does. He's like, we want all this. You don't need all that. Let's let's dial it back. Tell just tell a good story. That doesn't always happen with Blumhouse, but still. All right. Then this week's discussion topic, uh, similar to what Hammy asked, we're officially in quarter three now. We, last week, we talked a bit about how we expect the top five of the year to play out. Now, we're going to look backwards. What movie was the biggest positive surprise, box office-wise, despite Top Gun? Hammy, instead of Top Gun. Yeah, Top what, Gun's what definitely first. Um, I think it's got to be the one we mentioned earlier, Everything Everywhere, making $70 million. That's the biggest by far for A24 and... Uh, Movies like that just usually don't make that kind of money. So it, it's really nice to see a, a movie that people really like do really well at the box office. True. 
I mean, that's a really, really good one. I'm looking through the list right now, and, oh, man, it's really difficult. I think this is positive, right? Shockingly yeah. positive. Yes. Um, yeah, like, wow, that's great. You know what? I'm going to say Sonic 2. I thought that one had a yeah. really big opening that I think nobody really expected it to be as big as it was as it was premiering and then it had really good legs uh but we come to think like that for sonic movies that it would have really good legs it runs a lot and does a lot of uh calf raises but Mm -hmm. yeah i think sonic 2 was a a big uh surprise and i think it helped open up the box office market for what minions was able to do this past weekend (laughs) for everything but light yeah Yeah, no (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say sonic 2 that's that's a fantastic choice so then, instead, I'm going to say Lost City. That made $105 million yep. on on an audience that we were nervous wasn't going back to the to the theaters. Mm-hmm. And, and that was that, that skewed older. And that did very well. Cause, and again, I'm, I'm constantly going to high-five this film. Because, again, they could have just called it Romancing the Stone. They chose not to. They made it an original product. Basically, the same movie did well. It was fun. That's the playbook. Like, like Blumhouse has his, Paramount, and Sandy B has hers. Um, conversely, what movie, despite, besides Lightyear, did, was a massive disappointment that should have done way better than it did? Drew? Um, I'm kind of looking through here. I mean, I would say that the one movie that pops into my brain, oh man, I think Ambulance could be, could be said that did not as well as what everybody, well, not what it could have been. It's a Michael Bay movie. It's got... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal it's an action movie you kind of was thinking that it could have done something it didn't do anything so I think that one could be said another one could be uh, I just had it um, dag nabbit <laughs> oops um, Uncharted was another one yeah for that's me. what I was that's yeah. it that's I'll it. let you take it over from here <laughs> now Hammy go ahead uh, I had I had it down to two one of them would have been um which we call it Fantastic Beast Three, but that movie already had so much stank on it that it's not really a surprise. I Agreed. think Morbius has to be up there. It just like everything. It made five more million dollars than everything. Everything it made like seventy five. Everything. Everything made seventy. That should not happen. Uh, it even though we knew it was probably going to be bad, it still tanked pretty devastatingly, especially in the second, third, and fourth weeks. Uh, it was gone by the four, the fifth week. That's pretty crazy for a movie yeah, like that. I gutted it. Yeah, that was a movie like if if you had asked me like, hey, you want to place a bet that Morbius will make a million, a hundred million? I'm like, it's absolutely going to make it clear at least a hundred million. I'll take that bet. I would have lost money. I wouldn't have bet a hundred million, um, or whatever the budget of Morbius was, which is <laughs> essentially what their bet was. Um, yeah, Uncharted. That that should have been Uncharted should have been the greatest video game movie of all time. It there's no reason it should be. It shouldn't have been, and they figured out a way to not. And that is so disappointing in so many in so many realms. And again, therefore, it only made it it made 147 million. It made a lot of money. It's number seven ranked in the box office for the year. That's gonna get knocked out. It's gonna be like 20 when it's all said and done. Nah, not 20, 19. Especially mm-hmm. coming, but yeah, in the uh, the wake of uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I mean, I mean, not Homecoming, yeah. but uh, No Way Home. I mean, that movie did gangbusters to the point where we were thinking Tom Holland had the box office wrapped around his finger, and then it just did not work out for Uncharted for some odd reason. Remember the beginning of the year? Sony was unstoppable. Yeah, 
they had hit after hit, and they weren't like Venom wasn't a good movie. It still made a lot of money. Sony because it was the only company that wasn't doing a, a dual streaming yep. package, so it was killing it. But then they like they thought like we'll just release anything, and if it's whether it's good or not, it's going to make money. No, it doesn't. Look at Paramount. They know what they're doing now. Paramount's kicking everybody's butt. I'm so happy for it. What's going to kick butt this weekend, Drew? New releases. It was warm in the middle of July. Thunder. Thor is here and I knew there was no turning back. Thunder. That's right. Thor is back for Thor Love and Thunder, the fourth installment of the Thor movies and the 29th film in the MCU. My gosh. Thor 4 <laughs> stars Chris Hemsworth as Thor, of course. It also stars Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, Chris Jim Bale, Taika Waititi, and Russell Crowe, to name a few. It was directed by Taika Waititi, who, most importantly, for this conversation at least, directed Thor Ragnarok, which helped spark the general love for not only Thor, but also helped reignite the passion for the MCU for some of the fan base who found the cycle of the MCU movies feel like Groundhog Day. I know it did for me. Uh, I went into Thor Ragnarok thinking I need to see something different, and it was it was a reignite, like it was just a restart for every for everything for the MCU. Um, but Thor: Lo- Love and Thunder is rated PG thirteen, just under two hours long. This movie has a mere seventy one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. When I looked at it the other morning, hopefully it's around that same seventy right now. Uh, seventy percent. It's very close to that. Uh, yes, it's an hour and fifty nine minutes long. But I'll take it, even though it's just under two hours. It's an hour and 59 minutes. Uh, the Numbers has this premiering in an estimated 4,300 theaters. And right now, uh, according to its long-range forecast, Pro Box Office has this making around $155 million. Uh, but check back with it when it has its estimates for the week. Uh, when I'm taking a look at comps, I just looked at the Thor movies. Thor uh, came out in May of 2011, 65.7 million in just under 4,000 theaters. Then Thor: Dark World came out in November of 2013, 85.7 million in just over 3,800 theaters. And then Thor: Ragnarok, November of 2017, 122.7 million in just over 4,000 theaters. Recent sequels to such MCU titular characters have lit up the box office with Spider-Man: No Way Home. Opening with over 260 million last December, and Doctor Strange in the Mom making 187 million this past May. Thor is by far a more popular character than Doctor Strange, and I get that it was coming after he was featured in Spider Man No Way Home, so people were wondering how the two connected. Spoiler alert, not very much. I think if Doctor Strange could make close to 200 million, I feel there's no doubt in my mind Thor could do the same, especially after the success of Ragnarok. And this movie will feature Guardians of the Galaxy in some capacity, as well as Natalie Portman in returning to the series, this time wielding a hammer and getting in on the action. However, everywhere you look, like Box Office Pro and the Box Office Reddit, everyone has it making less than Doctor Strange 2 in the mom, like between 140 million between 140 million and 165 million. I currently have Thor 4 making around 155 million uh, and I think that could be conservative, but I'm willing to go higher or even lower depending on the Thursday preview or Thor's day preview if if you'd like that. Uh, but what do y'all think? Will Thor be electrifying for the audiences this weekend or will audience stay home when they hear Thor's lightning strike? 
70% is really surprising, like really surprising to me. I loved Ragnarok. I think it's one of the best MCU movies. Uh, I do kind of trust Taika Waititi, so the 70% doesn't throw me off completely as far as wanting to see it, but it does throw me off a little bit in my box office projections. Um, right now, the ticket sales, pre-sales are not like ridiculous, and there seems to be a little bit of a... It doesn't seem to have momentum. I know that's something we can't really quantify, but I just don't feel it right now, the way that we felt Top Gun coming. Uh, I think Doctor Strange might have taken some wind out of its sails uh, a little bit. And it, like Doctor Strange, you know, it's going to make a lot of money. So when we say it underperforms, it's not like making nothing. But I think I think if it doesn't make $30 million on Thursday night, which I doubt that it quite gets there, it doesn't make $150 million, which would be a disappointment. Uh, and that's what I have. I've been making like 28 million on Thursday and then 145, 140, uh, for the three day, uh, which is really good, but not what I think Marvel wants. Yeah. The other day, my friends said they finally saw Top Gun Maverick and they said that they loved it. So, you know, full of pride, I immediately jumped in and went on about how much money it's made so far, how it's beaten Dr. Strange. It's the number one movie of the year. It's made a billion dollars. And my friends responded, well, yeah, until Thor comes out. And I'm not sure if I simply don't agree with it or if I don't want to agree with it because I love Top Gun. Um, so Ragnarok was fun and I enjoyed it, but that was not Thor. Okay, Thor doesn't cry or scream from getting his hair cut. All right, and, and again, while that movie was very fun and enjoyable, it pissed off a lot of people that what they were doing to Thor and how they were treating the character. Um, is that going to stop me from seeing it? No, I'm going to see it tomorrow. Is that going to stop others from seeing it? No. But seeing that this movie is tripling down on that version of Thor has got me not excited. And I think that's part of why the reviews aren't as glowing because they're going full-on comedy, which isn't necessarily the best route. I think they need to be careful. I think, I think, oh, you like that. We're going to give you more of what you like. No, 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 no. You know, you were good at balancing it last time. Don't go full-on. And I think they may be going there. Side note, I was surprised Spidey Far From Home didn't crack $100 million on a 4th of July weekend a couple years ago. I, when I looked at that, it blew my mind. So either way, this movie will still be big, like Hammy said, uh, even at the lowest expectations. We're, like, we're not talking light year numbers here. So despite my tone and attitude, I have it at I do have it at a clean 150 million for the weekend. But how strong its legs are, are is going to be that's going to be what I'm going to be keeping an eye on. So I think this is interesting. I went through the Rotten Tomatoes page of the MCU and I went and scrolled down to see what is the what movie is lower rating uh, to Thor. <laughs> that's a party time question. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Yeah. Well, taking out the one that was re more recent, the last time a movie was lower than Thor Love and Thunder is The Dark World at 66%. Um, yeah, the, the original else... Thor is higher, I think, which is crazy. Well, well, I'm just going back to see when was the last time. I know, time. I know, I'm just saying. And I would have never guessed that. And there's so many 90s, and even Age of Ultron was 76. Like, besides Eternals, I mean everything else has been relatively strong critics wise. And I mean, Dr. Strange wasn't all that great. Dr. Strange two was 74%, but it's still higher than the 70%. Um, but I do agree that 
I, I think if this one would have came out maybe after No Way Home, maybe there would be a lot more momentum. But I think Doctor Strange and it not being as good or polarizing to some of the audience, I think that could have affected what people are seeing in Thor. I also came upon a Reddit post of them going through like the MCU movies and a lot of people are confused about what phase four is and what it's leading to because phase one through three was so focused and we knew that it was to get the Avengers together and then Thanos was quickly coming along or at least doing something in the background of these movies. We're 15 movies into 15 movies and like 20 shows at this point into the phase four. And I, I have no idea what they're, what they're kind of pushing this all towards, which phase makes four, me the, the purpose of phase this. four is to make as many TV shows as possible to make money. Like that's what it seems like. And the other, I mean, the, the other phases were to make money too, but you're right. They had a, they had something to go towards. And this one just seems like it's towards your pocket and that's it. I'm, I'm pretty tired of it. I really am. Yeah. I agree. Like I'm enjoying Miss Marvel, but I still haven't watched this week's episode, and it's like at the highest rating of all MCU products. I think it's at like 98. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I agree. Like, you know, typically these phases end with an Avengers movie, and is this going to end with Secret War or uh, Secret Invasion or you know the, the She Hulk movie that the show that we're getting? What's the next movie after this? Black Panther. Uh, it's supposed so. to be November, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's we're gonna. They have to start figuring. I'm sure they have it all figured out. Cause, and we know that Kang is like the main villain, but like we and we know he's gonna show up in Ant Man of the Wasp too. When is that? Is that next year? I think it's yeah, it has next to be. Year, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 kind of frustrating, and they're trying our patience. Well, it's like somebody also said that it says the saturation of the market that they're pushing everything out in such a huge like quantity with four movies. And then like we were talking about, like almost like four to five different TV shows also in between those four movies. So in between the months, you have to watch hours and hours of TV to get little to get little quotes and stuff that may show up in some of the movies or make a cameo in some of the movies like will we not know why Oscar Isaac is in, I don't know, the Ant-Man and the Wasp if we hadn't watched Moon Knight for six hours uh, on Disney Plus? I don't know. So I think people are just getting to the point where it's just over, it's it's just overboard with a lot of the content. And if they would have just maybe like back it up a little bit and maybe do two to three movies a year with two to three shows, but then again, all these people get older and it, it it can't be sustainable that way. So they're just trying to like rip rip it, and hopefully they can, like Cami said, get as much dough as they can right now by just dumping all this stuff on us. Wait, what was that? Is it what is it? Hinder? What time? It's party time. So yeah, the first question was, what were the movies that are ranked lower than <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder on Rotten Tomatoes? You actually missed one. Uh, I wasn't going too far back. <laughs> I, so I think the first Thor was a little higher than 70, right? Yes. And you said, so it's Eternals, Thor 2. That's at 47%. Oh. Thor 2 is at 66%. There's a movie at 67%. There's one Incredible one? Hulk? Incredible Hulk. That was oh, it. Good yeah. job. I'm going to give you guys two MCU movies. Will you tell me which had the higher opening weekend? This was inspired by Spider-Man Far From oh, Home. Oh, gosh. I'm bad at No Way Home. 
versus Infinity War. No Way Home is the last, most recent one, right? Yeah. The first weekend, it's it's No Way Home, right? Opening weekend. Sure. I guess it, I, I'll guess it's No Way Home. Yeah, Infinity War two fifty seven, No Way Home two sixty. Nice. Black Panther versus the Avengers. Black Panther. Yep. Black Panther two hundred two, Avengers two hundred seven. Dang. Oh. Multiverse of Madness versus Civil War. I hope it's Civil War. I think it's Multiverse of Madness. It is, 187 to 179. Dang. Iron Man 2 versus Thor Ragnarok. I would guess two. Iron Man 2. Is that what you said, Drew? Iron Man 2, yeah. It is, 128 versus 122 for Thor. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I'll say Guardians. Guardians 94, Winter Soldier 95. Yeah. Doctor Strange versus Thor The Dark World. Thor. Ugh. I'll, I want to say Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange 85. Thor, The Dark World, 85.7. Shang-Chi versus Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Shang-Chi, 75.3. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 75.8. Ant-Man versus Hulk. Hulk. Let's go, Hulk. it seems wrong. (laughs) Hulk, 55. Ant-Man, 57. Okay. I'm going to give you a movie. You just tell me the Chris. Knives Out. Chris Chris Evans. Evans. Lego Movie. Pratt. Pratt. Extraction. Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Star Trek Beyond. Pine. Pine. Down to Earth. Oh, Rock. Uh, the Deer Hunter. Uh, Walkin'. Christopher Walken. The Two Towers. Plumber. So, uh, Christopher, uh, the, the, what's his name? The old guy. Lee. Christopher Lee. Yeah, good. Tommy Boy. Farley. Back to the Future. Crispin <laughs> uh, Glover. <laughs> uh, not bad. I was, I was looking for Christopher Lloyd. Oh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Superman. Christopher Reeves. 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 I said Reeves. Yeah, okay, good, good. Batman Forever. Chris O'Donnell? Yep. Friday. Chris Tucker. Bridesmaids. Oh, O'Dowd. Oh, yes, yeah. good. Right. Super bad. Mince Platts? Yeah, nice. good job. Cabin Boy. I don't know who's in Cabin Boy. Um, Chris Cooper. Chris Elliott. Oh, that's right, that's right. And then last one for this section, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Columbus. That's right. Final section... I'll give you an actor. You tell me the love movie they were in. It's a movie with love in the title. Calm down. Julia Roberts. Uh, Eat, pray, love. Good. Paul Dano. There will be blood. There will be love. <laughs> um, why can I not think of Paul Dano? The Batman in love. Ruby Sparks. Um, Paul Dano. Uh, this was in one of your party time. The Beach Boys one, right? Yeah. Oh, Love and Mercy. That's right. Gerard Butler. Uh, it's the one with Jennifer. P.S. I love you. Yes. That's not it. Never mind. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. Um, love don't cost a thing. Can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Steve Carell. Crazy stupid. Crazy love. stupid love. Paul Rudd. And Jason Segel. Oh, I love you, man. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Shakespeare in love. Rowan Atkinson. Love actually. It's Liam Neeson. Love actually. Colin Firth. Love, oh, actually. <laughs> Last one, Chris Hemsworth. Thor, Love, Thor, and, Thunder. Love and Thunder. That's right. <laughs> All right, party time over. Yay. All right, let's give our estimates for the weekend. I'll go first. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Thunder, not Thunder. Love and Thunder I have making $150 million clean. I got Minions 2 dropping 55%. I, 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 I'm not going to bet against family film holds. I don't with you know Lightyear being the outlier outlier 
so I'm gonna give it a 55% hold. It's gonna make 48 million. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, I have holding strong 40%, 15.5 million. Elvis, I have a clean 50 million, a uh, 50% drop, <laughs> making 9.2 million. And then Jurassic World, uh, I think in the face of Thor: Love and Thunder, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna drop a bit. I got a 48% drop at 8.5 million. Drew, what do you got? Um, at number one, of course, I have Thor: Love and Thunder with 155 million. Minions, I have dropping 60%, getting 42.8 million. Top Gun Maverick, I have dropping 42% because it dropped 42% when Jurassic World Dominion had its big weekend opening. So I think it could have a similar drop, getting 15 million. Elvis, I have getting a 52% drop, getting 8.85 million. And then right close behind it is Jurassic World Dominion with a 46% drop, which was the same as Fallen Kingdom and its similar weekend. And it, I have it getting 8.84 million. Amy. I got Thor at 145. I have minions at a pretty steep drop. That's 62% drop to 41 because it was a three-day, a four-day weekend last week, so the drops are going to be heavier too. I'm assuming all those gentle minions aren't coming out again. Uh, <laughs> I assume. Maybe if I, I could be wrong. Maybe more come out this weekend. So we'll see. I have Top Gun at 17. That's a 35% drop. I'm not betting against Top Gun ever. Elvis at 10 and Jurassic World at 8. I do want to say that Probo just put out its numbers. And uh, Thor Love and Thunder, they have it at 154 million. Minions 2 dropping 59% at 44 million. Top Gun Maverick having a great hold this weekend with 27.5. I, I wouldn't put it past that. That has to be a typo. They have it coming in 18.8 million after a 4th oh, oh, of July weekend. Oh, drop. Yeah, not 27 oh, million. Oh, oh, oh. No, I was no, like, that no, has 20, to be a typo. <laughs> 27.5 drop, yeah, yeah. 18.8 okay, okay. million after a 4th of July weekend, which was like a four-day weekend. That. So very shocking to have that type of hold for the next weekend with such a big movie, but I wouldn't put it past it. They have Elvis dropping uh, below 30% with 13 million this weekend, and then Ooh. Jurassic World Dominion at 9 million, a 45% drop. So, um, yeah, that's where they have their their estimates. It's pretty in line with us. Yeah, I agree. All right, weekend watch list. Tammy, what are you going to watch this weekend? I don't know what I'm going to watch this weekend. Um, I watched Morbius. I mean, what else is there to watch? <laughs> I, I'm going to watch this, the series finale, not series, season finale of All Stars that Drew already knows the, the end of and has been nice enough not to talk about so I don't get spoiled. So that. Drew. I'm going to go see Thor Love and Thunder on Friday, a Friday morning Dolby theater experience with popcorn and uh some sody pop and to make myself feel fat because i didn't go to the gym that day and i'm gonna eat a huge tub of popcorn watching thor get his robe blown off uh but yeah i'm excited i'm seeing that tomorrow night at the thursday show with my buddies my normal um comic book buddies that i see movies with then uh we're we're getting caught up on the latest season of rupaul drag race because uh, it's an all-star season also that's the kind of all-star shows i watch <laughs> and then um, so they haven't tr- they promised Paramount Plus promised that they did re-release all the original Beavis and Butthead episodes with the original videos and they haven't done that yet so we actually went on YouTube and we searched Beavis and Butthead music videos there's a five hour collection of only the videos and we're about an hour in so I'm assuming you like the so gonna. I, yeah it was so stupid it was exactly what I was hoping it would be it, it was like it wasn't as good as Do America but it was still really enjoyable. Again, like just like with Jackass, uh, the Forever, like you, you just you feel like you're time traveling. You're like you're in high school again, watching these stupid, but 
now they're in 2022 they daytime travel <laughs> so and you think you could go like really south but they they handled it really well i thought it was very nice i mean how can people handle things well for us <laughs> i'll say our twitter handle is box ah. office party uh you can find us anywhere that box office party can be typed into a search thing absolutely anywhere except for don't want to say that's going that's going south right there so let's stop there i'm at d hammock 404 you follow me at geek box office on twitter and i'm drew angelman on all social media all right gentle reminder all of our box office research is done on the numbers.com that's the dash numbers.com where data and the movie business meet thank you for listening everybody stay safe and we will see you at the movies